reads news stories accompanied by lullaby versions of popular songs played by me. Give you the news of the day. Some whimsical stuff, some important stuff. You're going to learn a thing or two. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present to you your friend and mine, Mr. John Joyce being brought to you by Medi Weight Loss. This is the medically supervised program that can change the way you think about your weight, your diet, and your life in general. That's what it's done for me. I've lost weight now in two separate sessions. Uh, Almost headed on 40 pounds this time around. Uh, I'm getting down to weights that I have never seen since I was in high school, and I feel great. And I think I'm I'm looking better than ever too. And oh, don't thank it. You are. Thank you. Uh, Medi weight loss can do the same for you. The accountability is the number one thing that I believe makes the difference. When you go in each week, you meet with the nurses and the doctor, and you find out what's going on with your body, and you talk about what you need to do to make sure you keep losing weight. And they want to get bone listeners a free assessment so you can start that journey today. It's startmedi.com slash 1025, startmedi.com slash 1025, or call 877-MED-LOSS. When you do that, just make sure you let them know that you heard John Senning talking about it on Drew. James has long been one of the most outspoken athletes in the world when it comes to social justice issues. And last night, he sent out a tweet that seems to be sending shockwaves, uh, at least through the Internet. Uh, James called for accountability again on Wednesday night in response to the Columbus police shooting of Makaya Bryant, of Makia Bryant. Uh, but he later deleted his initial tweet on the incident after James wrote it was being used to create more hate. Brian, who was 16, was shot four times by an officer while involved in a dispute with another woman. Body camera footage shows Bryant was wielding a knife and lunging at the woman when she was fatally shot. James posted a photo of the officer involved in the shooting. Nothing shocks me. 2021, nothing shocks me. I swear to you when I saw this, because it was already deleted by the time it came to my attention. When I saw this tweet, I truly believed it was fake. I truly believed that there was no way that LeBron James tweeted this. And, and the tweet was a photo of the officer involved in the shooting with the caption, you're next. Hashtag accountability, along with an hourglass emoji. Critics of James' tweet on social media argued that the NBA star was inciting violence with the tweet. James did eventually delete the tweet and explain that his anger is still here for what happened to that little girl. Which little girl? The little girl that was about to get stabbed or the little girl that was going to stab and possibly kill someone else? <laughs> right when you think that we can't get any further away from each other, something like this happens where you would think there's video. There's 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 video proof. You've seen the still shots of what clearly is a woman or a girl, you can call her a girl, about to stab another human being in the neck, face, and or body. 
And and still it's being positioned like the police just rolled up on the street and murdered a child. I mean, it's I really don't know how we ever get to any common ground when reality is truly so different for different people. Do people want a cop to have to go to a girl's parents and go, I'm sorry I didn't save your daughter's life. I tried to use non-lethal force to prevent someone with a knife from stabbing your daughter, but I couldn't get her before she severed her jugular vein, and now your daughter is dead, but at least I didn't shoot and kill the perpetrator. I just... Like, there's there's probably conversations to be had. I don't even necessarily know what they are, but I just feel framing what happened in Columbus, the way that it's being framed, it is... It's like a bullface lie. It's just a, it's like an alternative reality. When when you talk about a little girl being murdered when that little girl was possibly in the act of murdering someone else. Did the did NBC edit something out of their broadcast involving a 911 call? Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, the the N- the NBC uh, footage with Lester Holt, I believe, uh, in the 911 call, which has now gone viral. Uh, somebody has said she's trying to stab us with a. Well, she's trying to stab us, and and they they left those parts of the call out uh, on, on NBC. So, what the real end game is here for the media and for for everybody, I'll never know. But it's just wild to think that a couple days ago we're saying, "Is this the thing that brings us all together?" and and as we were saying those things, little did we know something was taking place that could shine a brighter light on just how far apart we are from each other when facts cease to exist. Facts are being stretched and augmented by a narrative that seems to unavoidably be perpetrated. And I have to choose my words carefully because there is a problem of police officers shooting and killing people who don't deserve to die. But in this case, if we can look at it isolated, what was that cop supposed to do? He runs up on a scene, yells, put the knife down, put the knife down. She doesn't. She goes to stab another girl. What the hell is he supposed to do? And you know, I think I think there's this general thought, and Mo had a had a great uh, post on social media that kind of touched on this. Where if you throw racism at everything ever, then then nothing's nothing holds the true weight that it should. If you call every bad thing that ever happens an act of racism, the moments where true racism is being perpetrated won't be looked at the same and and people will be pushed away from a movement that somewhere in there is 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 just i like that we can go to mo for uh, for the important yeah. <laughs> uh, statements about this he's great at yeah. really summing it up in these times and he does because he's also he's able to see everybody's side and yeah. the way he communicates that i i think uh yeah. you know we should all try to be more like that unique perspective we listen to mo every night on the soul brother kevin show so Tom Brady is is big mad, I think, is, oh. as, as the kids say. So NFL Network reported this morning that NFL owners approved the proposal on changes to jersey numbers per sources informed on the situation. The proposal was submitted by the Kansas City Chiefs, adjusted the restrictions on who can wear which jersey numbers. Specifically, the approval unlocks the number of players eligible to wear single-digit numbers, which had previously 
been relegated to quarterbacks, kickers, and punters. Okay. The expanded jerseys will allow running backs, tight ends, fullbacks, halfbacks, and wide receivers to wear 1 through 49 and 80 through 89. Defensive backs can choose from 1 through 49, linebackers 1 through 59, and, and 90 through 99. A bunch of these different things. So Tom Brady, who I'm just so intrigued to know if the if this happens when he's in New England, do we hear anything from Tom? Because he's taking to the very well-respected Instagram story to air his grievances with this decision. Right. Uh, the first is a screenshot from the NFL, which he then posted, good luck trying to block the right people now, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Oh. Going to make for a lot of bad football. Damn. He then posts another screenshot of an article where he's being a little... He's being sarcastic or facetious, oh, okay. I believe. Yeah, yeah very good. Uh, why not let the linemen wear whatever they want too? Question mark, question mark. Why even have numbers? Question mark. Oh. Just have colored jerseys. Why not wear the same number? And then in all caps, dumb at NFL at NFL PA. Oh, oh. I mean, it's good to see Tom, Tom feeling like he can. Uh, I just don't. <laughs> to me, this is a football player's problem. Like, this isn't the type of problem that a fan can look at and say, this is how I feel about that. This will affect people on the football field. And clearly, our own Tom Brady is feeling somewhat. I love Tampa Tom. He's, he, he doesn't let. Uh, no. He, does, he doesn't. He Zero gives no Fs. Give. He really does. Yeah. So. This story was alive when I was going to bed. It was still playing itself out when I woke up this morning. An armed theft suspect was arrested after he allegedly... This feels wrong. After he allegedly dragged an officer with a stolen vehicle and barricaded himself in a Pinellas County hotel room for about 12 hours. The man later identified as 49-year-old Walter Bro. Broy has a lengthy rap sheet with more than 40 arrests, according to Pinellas County Sheriff. Where is the thing, where is the three-strike rule in the state of Florida or something, anything close to it? We didn't touch on it yesterday, but there's the guy who uh, beat the woman to death down in Venice. He had, like, over 30 charges. This guy's got over 40 arrests. When, how many times should you be arrested before They just lock you up and throw away the key? The law just says, okay, this isn't working. We've determined that we can't get you to stop doing terrible things. So whether it's a deep rehab program or locking you up for longer, but nothing pisses me off more than when you see somebody do something terrible that has 50 previous arrests and charges on the record. That guy down in Venice should never have been able to kill that hotel. When he, he looked like he was like a feral human being. I mean, the man was tattooed all over his face and head and what they said he was speaking in tongues as he was beating that woman. So he should have been behind bars just from the way he looked. He really should have sadly. I hate saying that. (laughs) Police said an officer tried to stop the man when he saw him in a stolen car in the parking lot of a Sam's club in Pinellas park. The officer deployed his taser, uh, but the man was able to drive off with the officer and dragged him through the parking lot before throwing him from the vehicle uh, because tasers always stop people. Uh, The officer suffered minor, cuts and bruises. Police said that's where the man continued to drive, then stopped at a Comfort Inn and Suites on Almerton Road and barricaded himself inside a room on the fourth floor. A SWAT team uh, had responded and evacuated the hotel. Police chief says he made it painfully clear he was not going to come out and we had to come in and kill him. 
hotel guest ja- uh, Jack Jacobson told the news he was clearly nervous and very upset, like the rest of the uh, like the rest of the guests. SWAT officers deployed more than fifth deployed more than fifty rounds of tear gas into the room before busting through the door, which had been blocked uh, with furniture and other items. Officers found the man hunkered down, wrapped multiple times in sheets on the bed. Mm. The sheriff said uh, he had a loaded gun when officers entered the room. He was racking the gun and prepared to use it. Jesus. Sorry if you were trying to get anywhere on Homerton this morning. Oh, man. What a... uh, Man. Just the thought of being barricaded in uh, in a room when you've made that decision. um, Not too many... Not too, no many good good, yeah, not too many good ways out once you've made that decision. When I was working at the Holiday Inn by the airport, a dude barricaded himself in one of the rooms and the SWAT team had to come in. And uh, that was terrifying. Oh, man. Terrifying. The SWAT team is. They're badasses. They really. They, if you're SWAT and you listen to this show, you're a badass. Uh, you There's know, a women's uh, SWAT team, too. The tactical woman action team. Yeah, yeah. Hell of a song by uh, Chi and Chong, too. So when you think wedding crasher, you think people showing up to weddings that they weren't invited to. But this is a little different spin on that general theme. And it has to do with a couple trying to host a wedding at a house that wasn't theirs. So uh, Courtney Wilson and Shanita (laughs) Jones invited family and friends to their dream home and estate. For their weekend wedding celebration, Uh, the ceremony Saturday and Saturday Wait, the ceremony was going to be on Saturday and then a brunch on Sunday. All at that estate. Yes, just one problem. The couple didn't actually own the 16,000 square foot mansion and didn't have permission to use it. The suburban Fort Lauderdale estate had everything. A bowling alley, a swimming pool with a waterfall, a hot tub tennis courts, a gazebo, and an 800 foot bar. That's a nice place. Um Wilson said it was God's plan that the couple marry there. But despite what the invitation inferred, the actual owner, Nathan Finkel, never gave them permission to hold the festivities there. He was stunned when Wilson showed up Saturday morning to set up. So he called the police, telling them I have people trespassing on my property and they keep harassing me, calling me. They say they're having a wedding here and it's God's message. I don't know what's going on. All I want is for it to stop. They're just sitting on my property right in front of the gate right now. Two officers arrived and told Wilson uh, he would have to leave. He did, and no charges were filed. So it turns out uh, the guy is trying to sell the house for over $5 million. Right. And, and one of the cut co- or the both of the couple showed up as a potential buyer of this house <laughs> and toured it several months ago. And they thought that the guy wasn't living there and that it was just sitting there empty. Oh, so. Now, wait, when they brought God into it, that's the biggest problem. Like, do you think that God told them, hey, it's cool if you go squat and have your wedding here? Or are they just using God as a scapegoat? Probably a little bit of both. Uh, I don't know what the, I would have to know more about the vision and the message that came from God before I can say that it wasn't legit. But it it does seem that it's probably being used as an excuse. But they did follow up and ask this guy if they could use his backyard for the wedding. And he said no. No. But that didn't stop the couple from sending out elaborate invitations, detailing their love story, reconnecting 30 years after high school and how he proposed over pizza on Christmas Eve. The Saturday afternoon ceremony would be followed by a red carpet cocktail hour and reception that would last past midnight and Sunday brunch would be from noon to four. If they don't leave, are you allowed to shoot them? I'm I'm not saying you should. I'm just, just saying they're in your house. They're clearly a threat because they think God 
told them to have their wedding in your home? Maybe if they broke through the gate. I think they were ah. only outside of the gate. All right. Um, but that's a ballsy move to yeah. just – because what if somebody does show up? I mean, so let's say you think this guy is out of town and you've got free reign. Yeah. What if just one person shows up in the middle of your ceremony? I mean, it's your special day. You would think you would secure a location. Why would you? You know, women, they don't. Well, I think more of the women. You know, the bridezilla thing is a thing. Yeah. And I can't think of anything that could bring on a bridezilla moment more (laughs) than you're in the midst of saying your I do's and the owner of the home that doesn't know you're having a wedding there shows up and you're you're booted. Well, once you tell him, hey, God told us to have our wedding here, I think he'd obviously let you. Obviously. You're probably right. Drew, you're a cat man. So That's uh, hurtful. I, I, I thought... Stop playing. Oops. Was that a is that a bad thing? No. I was just kidding. Okay. Um, but I've heard this said before, and as a cat man yourself, you've, you may have heard this urban legend or this thing said that a cat's BH touches... Feels awesome. What'd you say? Touches every surface in your home. Every surface. Well, well, from my perspective, and I think why this, um, I, I think why this is a thing is because the cat does have a very exposed starfish. Be- starfish. Thank you. It's very exposed. Yes. Uh, so leave it to a sixth grader named Caden who did a, a very extensive science project oh. with a headline that reads. Oh. Does your cat's BH, he didn't hyphenate it, Good. does your cat's BH really touch all of the surfaces in your home? And I have a little bit of problem. I have just a couple problems all with right. how they, they, they did the research. Go ahead. Um, and, I'll, and I'll read right from the mother's Instagram post. As a disclaimer, no cats were harmed in the process of this science project. Uh. Non-toxic lipstick was applied to the cat's BH. Oh. And they were given a series of commands. Sit, wait, lie down, and jump up. Both cats have been in the other, they've been trained. The general findings were as so. Long and medium-haired cats' BHs make no contact with soft or hard surfaces oh, at all. That's good. Short-haired cats' BHs make no contact on hard surfaces, but there was evidence of smear on soft bedding and carpet. That word... In that context, repulsive. Conclusion, if you have a short-haired cat and they may be lying on a pile of laundry, an unmade bed, or other soft, uneven surfaces, then their BH is touching those surfaces. Oh, man. What would a... Uh... Ruby? Yeah, how do you how do you classify? She's a short hair. Okay, so... It's everywhere. Yeah. And she scooter poots, too. That is the thing. I've actually... I've seen some evidence of that. Yeah, she scooter poots. Yeah. I didn't know. I, I mean, I don't know if that's going to change anybody's opinion on their cat. I mean, it's definitely going to have me stop letting her sit on my face. <laughs> I think you're good on the hard part of your face. I just probably keep her off your beard. You live your life. I'll live mine. And this next story, it's very, very sad. But there's something at the end of it that I think is important uh, to note. I've been... Before I give you the story, I've been, as of late, taking a new cause on in my life regarding adventure cats. I think that cats should be be able to go outside for walks. I think that people should be walking their cats. I think this whole idea that you can leave your cat alone for five days with a pile of food and a litter box, I think that's been perpetuated by cat owners, and it's false. And, and I think we have to change the way we look at cats, start taking them for walks, start putting them out on leashes, start treating them with respect. And that may not be received well by everybody. They don't want to be outside, just saying. Well, 
Right. And that's you and people like you have been saying that for many years. They don't want it. (sighs) An Instagram star cat has died. An Instagram star cat. It's not Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat's already dead. Oh, yeah. Grumpy Cat did. uh, Yeah. Grumpy Cat did die. Uh, But this is a different star cat. An Instagram star cat has died from injuries suffered during an altercation in a New York City park, which sparked a huge brawl, which left its owners battered and bruised. Ponzu, who has a significant following on social media, sadly died of a heart attack following the incident in McCarran Park earlier this month. The famous cat was being walked in the park by owner Shannon Askerin, who was 34, and her boyfriend. So there are a lot of details in this story that don't really make sense, but it supposedly all starts when a young boy steps on the uh, leash of the cat. A fight breaks out. It, and here's what here's the thing that I need to I need to let you know during the during the fight it is reported that somebody who was kicking the ass of the guy whose cat was killed is heard screaming this is what you get when you walk an effing cat you be I'm with him so I just feel that there's this entire community of people who have a problem with with people who want to take their cat for a walk so are you saying that the cat deserved to lose its life because it got taken for a walk no, on a leash? No, no, no. Just cats Cats don't want to go for walks on leashes. But how do you know that? Because I've seen a few cats that go on leashes. You showed me a picture yesterday. You showed me a video, actually, of a friend that you have who owns an adventure cat, and they took the cat out in the water, and it was swimming and on a leash. Did that cat look sad? Yeah, my friend Jen from Jenna Torture sent me a video of uh, Fisher the Maine Coon out there on the boat. That was pretty cool. I mean, did that cat look sad? That cat was having a, uh, the time of its life floating in the water. Well, and if every cat could have an opportunity like that, I think we'd be living in a better world. I don't think that's for every cat. Yeah, so RIP Ponzu, and it's time we need to start uh, lashing out against those who have a problem with cats on leashes. <laughs> The U.S. has likely reached a tipping point uh, when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, The general theme, the general thought, everybody who wanted a vaccine is about to have it and that it's going to get real tricky when it comes to getting people to take it from here on out. Uh, While timing may differ by state, it is estimated that across the U.S. as a whole, we will likely reach reach a tipping point on vaccine enthusiasm in the next two to four weeks. Once this happens, efforts to encourage vaccination will become extremely hard, presenting a challenge as far as reaching the levels of herd immunity that are needed to move forward. So it's playing out differently in a bunch of different states. We've talked here about how Michigan is the kind of the center of COVID in the United States of America right now. As bad as that is, in Michigan, they can't get people to take a vaccine. Oh, man. An article from Reuters right here talks of multiple vaccine sites that are walk-in appointments. They are given 1,600 vaccinations a day. The most of, of this run by the state is 800. That's the most they've had taken in the past two weeks at one site. 800, half of the 1,600 available. I got the text from Hillsborough today that said tons of availability at the vaccine sites. My wife is well, had an appointment and she canceled it. And then, you know, you had to uh, you had to plan it ahead of time. And now they pretty much say, if you want it, it's walk it. You can get it on a walk-in basis. So what happens now? Is, there, is it possible that we get to a point where the powers that be come out and say not enough people got vaccinated. So 
the vaccines doesn't work? I mean, I what know. do you say from a public health standpoint? Before we do that, I hope they get with Publix and they give you like a $25 Publix gift card if you'll get the vaccination. That's what I'm kind of holding out for. Like, I really, if they give me $25 worth of free dark chocolate covered almonds at Publix, I'll get the vaccination. Just give me a little bribe. That's all I would take? All right, 50. 50. 50 dark chocolate almonds. 50 okay. of them. Big okay. bag. You sent this story this morning, and I knew you'd appreciate it. Um, it's heartfelt, and I'll end on this. Uh, humpback whale sings uh, to yeah. find love. This is so great. Thank you. Getting horny. Sounds like somebody's stomach. I want to put it in a blow. So they do this to attract mates. What noise do you think you could make? Not. I was thinking, like, what song would you sing to attract a mate? But like, what what noise do you think you you could make to to attract a human mate? Uh. If I wasn't so worried about offending Claire, I'd say we could each make a noise and she could let us know which one made her tingle more, but that would be inappropriate. Tingle is inappropriate. Uh, Claire, would you be willing to judge our uh, our man humpback whale noises to see which is more appealing to a female? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> really glad I got you to back off that tingle. Uh, you, you go first. Oh, no, you go first. Because right. I just want to know what I'm, I want to know, like, the, the right. stratosphere that I'm dealing with. Now, please imagine that you are a humpback whale. Okay. Oh, so this is as a whale or is this as a human? Oh, all right. Never mind. You're a human. You're not. You're no longer a okay. whale. You're a human. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I can't even look at her while I'm doing it. Just a noise, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> You do yours now. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was the go to go in a different direction. Oh, yeah, no, please. I want to hear the direction you were going in. <laughs> well, that was a word, not a noise. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me do it again. Uh, all, right, all right, let me try. I was trying to think of something a little more melodic. Oh. <laughs> pretty good uh, or what about something low like yeah. that you can kind of feel tingling like oh, yeah. uh, 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 uh. or if you want to go really low you go like Which uh, which human humpback noise do you think is more appealing to the female? There was like so many to choose from. I know, right? Tangle City over here. Um, I'm gonna say John's first um melodic one. Yeah, that one got me too. Thanks, Claire. Yep, you're a good humpback whale. I'm uh oh I'm uh huh eh what all oh burnt hmm? up. We're gonna come back. Look, we all love Drag Queen Story Hour. All of us here, Drag Queen Story Hour, phenomenal idea. Bringing in a drag queen to read to your kids. As open-minded as we tend to be, and maybe even a little socially liberal, 
Uh, there's a story involving drag queens, kids, and money that um, doesn't quite sit well. We'll tell you about it next. You're listening to Drew Garabo live on 102.5 The Bone.